and welcome back to season four, episode one of 20 Something's Failing at Nothing. It is a big day. It's a huge day. A massive day. Tell them what it is. The one year podiversary. One year podiversary. Do you know, honestly, I didn't think we were going to make a year. Didn't think we were <laughs> going to make a month. No, not one bit. Not one bit. But here we are. Thriving. Thriving. Still going. Still going. Um, there is some stats that I don't <laughs> remember. Some stats you don't... What do you mean? Some stats I don't remember about how many podcasts make it first through the first year. 1%. Yeah. So we are top 1%. <laughs> Go us. 1% Go made up facts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's okay. We're just, do you know what? We're just um, living, in a, living in a fantasy. No, it's lucky girl syndrome. Oh, yes. Lucky girl syndrome. It's not that serious. It's all good for the plot. Ask, believe, receive. Ask, believe, receive. The mantras we live by. <laughs> Do we believe them yet? Good no. things are happening for me. <gasps> good things are happening to me. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that one. That's we haven't a said really that in a while. One. And what's my new one? Side eye. That doesn't mean anything oh, to me. No, you quit that two days ago. <laughs> I just learned about it and I'm not allowed to use it anymore. How are you today? I am great. Yeah? I always feel like on the day that we record the pod, I find the day very stressful. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because we do pod therapy. We actually do. Pod therapy to make the it's day It's so cathartic. It's like sometimes we'll be talking like, oh, should we need to record tonight. Like, should we? Shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. I've just noticed your mum's bought candlesticks that look like church. Um, do you know, she must hide them in a drawer somewhere because they get renewed. We never like them. They're, they look like church. But we have them every year. Oh, what, they come back out? Yeah, she's gone a bit rogue recently. We've got um, a nude... I don't know what you call that wall statue hanging. thing, New yeah. statue wall hanging. And if anything, it just reminds me that my boobs aren't up by my chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like it's just it's ridiculous. It's false. Um, it's false advertisement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, not sorry, I'm me. very distracted. I got, got distracted by the feng shui. Candles. I know. It's, we've had a month off, so we've coming back off. into this feels a bit foreign. It's a bit like, oh, what are we doing? Set it up like. Like, a, like, like we've done this for a year. Like we've done this for a year. I was trying to think like a, in a split second. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about doing season four? I feel really happy. Me too. Really I'm happy. actually happy it already started. I doing. would like some some guests. Yes. Calling out for some wonderful guests. Yeah, we'd love some guests. I really, really enjoyed the last episode that we did with everyone you know. I thought oh, that was... My dad listened to that. Lil Ting. Did he? And after he, oh, he keeps listening to their music. That's he. Yeah, he called oh me to God. tell me how great he thinks they are, and he listens to them. He uh, he has to travel for work a lot, and he was like, "I listen to them all the time in the car." He was like, "I'm no really enjoying way. it, literally all the time." That's he was like, so "I love cute. the times, like all of this stuff." Like he was saying it back to me. I was like, "Go on, Dad, go on." That's so cute. So cute because he was obsessed with Purple Disco Machine for the longest time. I don't know what that is. Um, baby, I can't wait to know what do you think about what this? still. Do you remember the first lockdown? lockdown. Like the, mm. We learned the dance to that. <laughs> There's a video of us. Do- Where were we? There's a video of us doing that somewhere. I think we were at Zelly's. It might even be on TikTok. <laughs> so what's changed in the past month? Two of our friends are now in Australia. Yeah. Two of the girls. What else has been going on? Has it been anything? I yet? turned 26. <gasps> Megan turned 26. I turned 26. And had the most extra cowboy party. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. What a good time we had. It really put me back in my place in terms of like thinking that I can drink whatever I want and not be hungover. Like that's not the mm, case. No, that's not I the case. Was home by half past one in the morning. We started two o'clock actually. I was home. We started at five. 
we did start at five in the afternoon. However, everyone else seemed to manage it till about three a.m. Yeah. I thought I'd change up my tipple of choice that day, which was a disgusting decision, and I um, regretted it massively the next day. But I will say, I had a great time and did some karaoke. So I was fatally hungover to the point where I haven't actually had a hangover since. It was only two weeks ago. It was only two weeks. But ago. I've not had a hangover in two weeks. No, everyone was feeling purpose. a bit. Do you know what? Every time, so we did the party at Mystery Man's house in his garden, which is just the best party garden ever. Mm. And we've done one other birthday there, his, and everyone takes it as a challenge to get I think, as intoxicated as possible. I think it's like the feeling of being in someone's house. Like it's not that often that you're like drinking and dancing in someone's house anymore. Mm. Like that's very it's much ridiculous, but a so thing fun. of the past. Mm-hmm. So I think you revert back to your mindset. Oh yeah, <laughs> of them. And everyone starts like just sat around the table having a drink, very having calm. A chat, give it two hours. Beer pong's happened, and that's it. I'm singing "Candy Staten" on the mic with my eyes closed, like I'm in pain. <laughs> but what a good time! I think something I learned about myself that night. I remember thinking in my head, "God, you are very drunk right now." Yeah. But I saw a video of that exact moment mm-hmm. so when they came out with the birthday cake. I saw a yes. video of that exact moment, and I don't look. Like I could drive a car, mm-hmm. but I look absolutely fine, and I think that's you my fine issue. All night. Is that I come across as though I'm a okay, but mm. it's all going on on the inside, and that's it's where the hangover comes from. I see you not okay. Like there yeah. have been a handful of times in our lives where I've been like, Megan is absolutely trolleyed, trolleyed, <laughs> absolutely lampshaded. But it's not that often. It's not that often. You hold but, it together really well. I, on the other hand, I'm not one of those. I'm not like crying in a corner drunk. No. I just don't know what happens. Blatantly obvious. I'm so, and I I'm, tell everyone, and then I tell everyone I'm leaving. I'm going home now. You were going home for an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm also always the most hungover. Not, this is a recent thing. Yeah. And we've realised it's the bubbles. Yeah. Prosecco is the... I've, I've taken myself to like, the place where you stop drinking, but only for Prosecco. Yeah. It just wasn't working for you anymore, was it? I know, but it's, it was like, it became part of my personality. Didn't it? But it made you hideously hungover. I know. And, it, and like, to not the just point hungover where... of like, oh, the morning you feel a bit rosy, mm-hmm. have a paracetamol, you're fine. Mm-hmm. To the point where you couldn't even keep down water. And yeah. by 10 o'clock that night, you're still throwing up. Yeah, fatal. Fatal. Fa- fatal. Fatal hangover. Truly you were. But it's okay. Onwards, you're 26 now. Have I learned anything? Have you learned anything? I don't know. I feel like there's some things that I would like to maybe like stop, not stop doing, but like there's things that I'm like, right, I'm 26 now, I'll do this, this and this. Okay. Like I would like be consistent, just generally consistent. Okay. There's so many things where I'm like, oh, I'll do that. And then I do it for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. So just like variety. I would like to be consistent with the pod, but also like with the gym, but then also just like with my washing. Okay. So it ranges from like maybe quite serious to just do my washing. Yeah. Do you know, like, don't let it build up. I want to just be on top of things. Me too. Yeah, me too. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, be consistent. I, the hangover, they, they've got to go. I Apparently they only get worse. Well, that's why I, like, I'm taking precautions now. But I think I might be taking precautions a bit too far because obviously you were not out with us on Saturday. No. But we went for dinner. Mm-hmm. And... We went to the pub before dinner and went to the pub after dinner. Mm-hmm. 
So I went and met the boys at the pub. I was ready early, so I went down there like an hour before dinner, and the girls were picking me up on their way. Yeah. And I was like, so I dropped them off, went in, had a cup of tea, Mm -hmm. went home, got ready, was ready early, so went back to the pub for a bit. Got to the pub, had a soda and lime. And everyone's like, you're not drinking? And I was like, no, I'm going to save my drinking till dinner because I don't want to get too drunk. And I don't want to drink before dinner and then not really want to have dinner. Do you know when you're not in the mood to like sit and have dinner then? Yeah. I don't really like drinking for dinner. I don't really like drinking for dinner either. I get ravenous. I don't get ravenous. I get very thirsty when I eat my dinner. Yeah, like you don't want an alcoholic drink. drink, But equally, if I have an alcoholic drink before dinner, my appetite's gone. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, no. Going to have dinner not going to drink until then and they were like okay fine fair enough sat there had my soda and lime went to dinner still just over precaution right yeah. I've ordered a single vodka soda and lime mm-hmm. in a pint glass because <laughs> I was like because I was like well that would be diluted so much so that like I won't be too drunk obviously it lasted me the whole meal the girls were like drinking their glasses of wine like so I'm just really, really hydrated. You're so hydrated. <laughs> Get to the end of dinner, go to the pub, back to the same pub that I'd been at twice already that day. It's my third visit to the same pub. And I was like, I'll have a Prosecco because I'm not drunk. It's quite. It's already like 10 o'clock by mm-hmm. this point. And so far I've had one single vodka shot <laughs> and a pint of soda. <laughs> so and good. so basically I ended the night stone cold sober is what I have to tell oh, you. you really 12.30, got home really really took it so far the other way but you felt great the next day though felt great the next day and was highly amused by the state of my friends that's the thing you get to you get to be the onlooker Mm -hmm. whereas I had had that night I was out on a date (laughs) with a mystery man and had one glass of Pims mystery man 2.0 mystery man 2.0 and had a glass of Pims and felt very giddy one glass one Pims he even said to me he was like you you're a bit Twenty six is clearly not doing it for us. Twenty six is not doing it for us. But it's also it's been a funny old year. I wanna travel. You do. Wanna travel more on twenty at twenty six. I think that's a great goal. But I'm going to Cornwall next week. You are. I'm going to Budapest in June. Yeah, you're doing the way loads of travelling. I need to be travelling. Two trips. Two small trips. And then we'll have a summer holiday. Summer holiday. Three small trips. Do you know what made me realise though that I need to get better acquainted with other countries right mm-hmm. there's this app called bean mm-hmm. and um it's it's literally like a world map and you click on where you've been and you were like such a small you it, went to poland i went to poland did you do that after we finished season three i think so i think you did too no i think i did it before wait oh. i think i did it before i can't remember but i think no, it was I before well, no. Um, but you click on this app like where you've been and you can like keep track on where you've gone and where you want to go but I did it and it's like you visited like I don't know I'd visited like 7% of the countries in the world <laughs> or something and I was like it's just so embarrassing I visited 2% <laughs> like Spain and Greece and the thing is like you get the whole country but actually you've been to like this one tiny yeah such a fraction of yeah, it yeah 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 oh, so basically man. that's on the agenda for 26 amazing and then just elite podcasts. Elite podcasts. Elite podcasts. We love having podcasts. I love having podcasts. Because we get bored of ourselves. We don't. We don't. That's never. not true. We actually really don't. But it's really nice to have people to talk to. 100%. Really cool to have different perspectives, learn new things about other people, like how they do things, like their jobs, whatever. Yeah. I feel like I'm super interested in talking to people that 
that's careers or like I really like people that are either starting out making music because mm. I think that's just such an interesting path mm-hmm. like it's so difficult mm-hmm. and social media has changed it so much so Absolutely. it's so interesting to see how people like use that to their advantage mm-hmm. and I love talking to people that started out making brands because again like it's quite a saturated industry but I think sometimes people just nail it absolutely yeah like they just have a product that people want to see we want all the creatives come and talk to us we love it sit on our couch <laughs> we don't have but sit on our chairs chair just tell us about your lives yeah <gasps> do you know what I saw at the because obviously it was the Met Gala two days ago sorry this oh, was a complete yes. divert Bill Nye yeah is going out with the editor of Anna Vogue. Winter. Yes. Are they together? They're together. That was their hard, what's it called? A hard launch. Hard launch. No way. Yeah. I, what a couple. I love him. But everyone as well on the Times has been like posting her and like all the amazing things she does and then they just cut to the clip of him singing I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm like, he's such an he's amazing so, actor. He's so great. What an insane couple. That's a power couple. That is a power couple. And they're really quite old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean that. They are quite old. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> can't, I'm, so I'm struggling. can't love at any age. struggling to seek the relevance <laughs> of the statement. We stand at old and love. Um, so there's something I wanted to talk to you about. Go on then. Wait, so, I just need to adjust my headset. You adjust your headset. I, um, I watched a documentary today. Okay. I love. Um, an Alison Dean documentary, whom I adore. She is a Radio 1 DJ and okay. also is a co-host on My Dad Runs Mono podcast. Oh, yes, I know her. I think she's fabulous. What podcast? And she's got a six-part documentary series called Sex Actually with Alice Levine. Okay. Which I just, obviously, it's me, love things like that. Always want to know what people are up to. Well, today I watched a really interesting episode and it was, and I just want to get of your thoughts on it. Of her six part. Of her six part. What part was it? It was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was season two, episode two, I think. Yeah, season two, episode two. So wait, is there six parts per season? Or? Three parts per season. Okay, fine. And it was all about AI love. So this, what does AI actually stand for? Artificial, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Love. Is that right? I think it is. So it's all to do with that, but to. But not just online love, so people that create avatars and have this online relationship. Mm-hmm. Also to do with, and there was a really interesting couple actually, which I'll get to in a minute. But there was also people that are married to robots. Okay. And it was super mad. The world's Super curious. Absolutely crazy. Completely crazy. And there was this one couple who, um, one of the guys, he lived in England and the other guy lived in Texas in America. Mm-hmm. In America. In America. Like, give a clarify. It's okay. My geography is 10 <laughs> <laughs> So, I stepped right into the camera. <laughs> so, they obviously live on opposite opposite sides of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're together. And instead of, obviously, a lot of people do long-distance relationships and they make it work through FaceTime or they visit each other however many times a year or whatever, phone calls every day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, these two are in a relationship where they video call they do all of that stuff but the majority of their relationship is through this online world where they created these avatars where they, but they wear the ai headset oh like, like a the, vr virtual the VR headsets, yeah and have you meant also, that the whole time no 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 okay. no, no, no i did mean but they do wear these vr sets okay. this thing. um 
and in this world, I can't remember what it was, what what platform it was on, mm. but they've created these avatars and they wear these sensory things where if they touch the other, if they touch that part of the body, like with the sensory thing on it, the other person will feel it. No way. So they can essentially have like virtual reality sex. And it was just, but the thing that got me even more was that their avatars were cats. Okay. It was the most, they were the most normal guys. And I hate that word, but they really were just, you would never think it. They were the most normal guys, but they put these headsets on and they're in this whole other world and they can kiss and they can touch each other and they can have sex and they can do all of these things. But they are literally, it is all online. And the argument the whole way through all of these things was, this is just the way the world is going. And that freaked the shit out of me. Yeah, that is obviously really scary. Sure, and when people are married, and like there was one guy that was married to his um, doll, basically his robot doll, who could talk to him and stuff, but she couldn't move independently like or anything like that. But she could, like he would talk to her and she would reply. Did they go to church? <laughs> Did they go to church? To get married. Oh, I don't know. Or does he just say he's married Oh, to yeah, I don't know how that one works. Because you can get married to yourself, but I don't know, again, if that's, like, a legal document. Or yeah, or is it like... I don't actually know. But, so he's married to this doll because he'd had a series of really failed relationships, felt really rejected, it took such a toll on his mental health, and he fell in love with the personality of this doll, who I think his doll wife was called Mimi. And it was really, like... Again, if you just met him out, you'd think, what? You're not married to your doll. You, you would never mm. consider it. But then in his house, she's just like sat there and replies when you talk to her. Do you remember Ollie Mers' music video where he's going out, he's like married to a mannequin? No. Yeah. Is that what this is reminding you of? Yes. But we've come so far forward now <laughs> they talk back. But it was super weird. And then she went over to America to go and meet this guy who's like the CEO of this like essentially robot company. And they create these women, these robot women. To the point where these women are like blinking and they have facial expressions and they move independently. It is so weird. It's, oh, I'm like each their own. Do you know what I mean? But like is you that just... just the way that the world is going? Which scares me for human interaction. Like, I think in some respects, yes. That's wild. Like, I feel like I've heard that they're putting like a pause to everything because they're worried about how much control, like, that the robots basically are like getting mm -hmm. but I feel like that's way beyond my understand <laughs> punch the mic way beyond my understanding of it yeah um this was a bit of a weird topic to bring up this is so weird but I was just so perplexed by the end of the documentary because it was literally just the average the average person the average Joe yeah I mean doing like these things and there's these like virtual reality brothels oh AI brothels but I get it's nuts but I guess like these people have they can kind of you I, I mean i haven't watched a documentary but you can see the path that's like led them there mm. be it like a series of failed relationships 100%. or like long distance like it seems like at the minute it's intentionally a solution as opposed to like yeah the first choice maybe yes. it's kind of like i've got this issue how am i going to solve it that's how they've ended up solving it maybe but yeah potentially but the thing that scares me is the fact that obviously as humans we build up resilience and we're always going to get knocked in life and things like that. And and if something has, obviously these people have got to a point where they are obviously seeking love, like anyone is, and seeking maybe affection or a relationship or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But does that completely, over time, if more and more people begin to do this, that does will that be detach like the norm. reality in such a way 
is almost like irreversible. But like, imagine the first time people met online. Mm. How how everyone else would have felt about that at the time. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? I like, remember thinking it was super weird. Is it just another step but then this that step becomes takes you a away wave. from a human? But in theory, at the time, so would have dating apps. Do you know what I mean? Compared to I the suppose. fact that the only way to meet someone was in person. Yeah. And then next thing, you don't even have to walk up to them and talk to them. You can just message them. So that them. took away human interaction on a whole new level that mm. it never had been before. Mm. And now that that's the new normal... Is this the next thing that just takes away all the pressure again? Yeah, Potent- yeah, potentially. Because yeah. meeting meeting online, everyone goes, "How good is that for people that are too shy to walk up to someone in a bar?" Mm. But then now that's normal to meet that way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's another thing that maybe people don't get swiped right to enough, so they're like, "Well, I'll take me out of the equation mm-hmm. and give them something else to fall in love with." Yeah, yeah. Or if people aren't falling in love with me, but I'm a good person. I can show my personality through this like different mode of transport, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to know how you can. I suppose I I think it's with, scary. With the couple that live that were doing long distance and having an online relationship, mm-hmm. and yes, having an avatar is kind of an interesting way of doing things. But I I kind of get it to an extent because it's a form of connection with another person. I would struggle to un- I would like to I would struggle to understand, but I'd like to understand how you can fall in love. With, I suppose, technically something that can't feel. Yeah. That's quite a hard thing. And you can essentially program that person, this robot, to do and be and say and act in whatever way you choose to make them do so, which isn't human interaction. No. We all have the ability to think and feel and do whatever we please, or however we choose to in that moment. And, like, they're never going to react badly to you, I suppose. Like, it, like mm. do you know, if you treat someone badly your actions have what is it repercussions consequences Consequences. Mm -hmm. if you're in love with a robot who's programmed to basically just be nice to you like Mm -hmm. kind of live without any consequences I suppose in your relationship because it's like on your terms Mm -hmm. so maybe it's just that those people just aren't compromising people and that's why they're in love with a robot and also the other interesting thing and this this isn't like a negative of the documentary like it was so cool the way it was done but, and I don't know if this is just because there isn't a market for the other side, the whole thing, every robot that was mentioned, everything, was a female. This company where this where she went over to America and was talking to the CEO, they were making the ideal female robot with, like, these huge boobs and tiny little waists. And, God, it feels like going stuff. back in time, like, 20 years, doesn't and it? And all of them were, like, all of these robots were created to look like, you would assume they were, like, 20-something. Or, like that's the look yeah. for this very perfected idea of a person we've got like literally like 60, no 70 year robot. old men buying yeah. 20 year old robot dolls yeah there was mm. no mention of a male robot mm. when she went over to it'll be interesting to find out if that is a market yeah it's it might be maybe yeah and then there was um, when she went over to the it was somewhere in Europe and it was it was essentially like a, a virtual brothel type of situation but there are these sex dolls who which feel well i don't know if they feel they <laughs> feel as realistic to skin i suppose as they can but it is a it is a doll mm. and then there's like people in another room on microphones basically speaking like for the doll talk and all that kind of stuff yeah. no way but it was all female 
Yeah. So the whole thing is creating these women, which number one, does that mean that we're just like people don't wanna, people don't want to have, have women yeah. answer them back anymore? We're pulling away from females as much as we can. But there was no mention of male girls. And I know that there's a lot of people that do like have the avatars that would be male and female. That's yeah. been a thing for a really, really long time. Well, like obviously there's like the Sims. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like we have been living in that life. Yeah, and people have been falling in love online and, for years. And gaming generally, like this whole like alternate world mm. thing has been around for so long now. Yeah. Hugely. And it allows you to be whoever you want to be in those times. Yeah. And a lot of like when like, And it's escapism. It's out. escapism. Yeah. And like when catfish was like huge on telly. I you know, love There was catfish. a lot of times when they would have met as an avatar and then yeah. like, started talking and falling in love. Or so like, was, like a forum. Like a Yeah. Like a, yeah. So that was like super common. But yeah, there was nothing to do with like and these I, male dolls. And I guess it's just like not I mean people obviously still game quite religiously, mm. but I feel like there was such an era of it. Where, like, everyone played The Sims. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's not as... So I guess you just don't think about it. No. But if I went out on the street and I just saw lots of people with these, like, robot wives... Oh, my God. Perplexed. I still that's can't... Scary. Have you seen a co-op robot yet? No. In Northampton and a few other places, they have co-op robots. So you order your food on, like, basically delivery. Mm-hmm. Someone does your shopping, puts it in this co-op robot, and it's like a white box, and it just, like, scoots around the streets of Northampton to your house. And then it'll be like your robot's here and you just open the door what? and you get your food out of the curb robot. But they get what? like stuck on the curb and stuff. And like people move out of their way. So you'll be driving through Northampton and people will be literally like stepping out of the way of the curb robot. I've just when, got to terms with Amazon Fresh Shops. When, and just walk in, pick up stuff, walk out the charges. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't deal with the curb yeah, but robot. But when my friends first told me about the curb robot, we were here. Right. And I was like, you're lying. I was like, there's no way. And they literally got it up on Google to show me this robot. And then when I went down there, I saw it. I am in shock. It's just like a white box. Isn't it's it? scary though because it is replacing people's jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's for a, sure. like Deliveroo drivers and but like Uber I, Eats and all of these things. Like it's replacing a lot of people. At work, I had um, we did like a floor today, the tech floor, mm. and one of the things that I saw that I was like equally like quite amazing, but also quite like what the hell. A fridge, mm. and it's only two grand. Right, it's a lot, but like, I'm not going to buy it for this type of a thing. Where you'd think it would probably be more, kind of, because fridges are quite expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a fridge, and it's got like basically an iPad on the front, so you can do like your shopping list and stuff. Send it to your phone, mm. and then it's got cameras on the inside door. Right, so when you're at the shop, you can look at your camera that looks into your fridge. To see what you have and don't have. <gasps> so if you're like, oh, I need lettuce. Oh, have I already got a lettuce? Check on your camera. And you see what's so you're not that useful. Do you think? Yeah. See, I, I like... Oh, sorry. And I end up finding, like, two more lettuces. But it can, like, it, it can do recipes. So it can, like, preset your oven temperature. Like, you can link it up to that. Preheat your oven. You can change the temperature of the fridge on your phone. So, like, there's a freezer part. And if you're like, actually, I'm in Tesco's. I've got loads of fresh stuff. I mean, are the same people buying two grand fridges with cameras that are shopping in Tesco? Probably not. But, like, you're in Tesco. Yeah, they probably don't even go there in food shop. No. But you've got loads of fresh stuff and you're like, shit, don't even know if I have enough space. Mm. You can change the setting on your fridge so you can turn that freezer door into fridge temperature. That's insane. It's weird. It kind of scares me. It's so advanced. It's like, is my fridge smarter than me? Yeah, literally it is. 
It does scare me, all of this, like... 180. Crazy shit, yeah. 180 yeah. from your AI sex world. Yeah. I've been watching Sex Education. Mm. I am enjoying it so much, I couldn't recommend I'm it I'm so jealous that you're watching it. I don't know why I'm three years late to the party. I don't know, I have told you about this. So many times. So many times. I absolutely love it but then I haven't watched This Is Us and I've been told that I really need to do that so many times we're in the same place like, I'm at the point in my life that I'm cancelling plans to watch this programme that's beautiful I love it that is a beautiful thing when isn't it something when you so I love it I love the set I love the characters I love the storylines and it's like we were saying it the other day it is literally they should play this for sex education in schools 100% like it is so eye opening and I feel like it's mostly eye-opening from the perspective of, like, remember, like, I remember being at that age mm. and all of the things that are happening to them and all of the conversations that they're it's having. Huge. And you're like, you know, they play, like, videos and the videos are actually what sex education was like at school. Yeah. Mental. I remember doing sex education at school. And it's it was so bad. Shit. I remember the letter in primary school that send a letter home. Yeah. Your parents have to give you permission. They have to give you permission. And then secondary school was weird too. The whole yeah. thing was just weird. But like, key point, mm-hmm. they only really talk to women about getting pregnant. Yeah. Having or girls, a, I guess. Or having your period and getting pregnant. It's not actually get... sex education. No. There is, in fact, there's very little sex education. Yeah. Which I think is it's an all awkward thing like, to talk about, but I think it needs to change. Like, I really do. Yeah. I wonder if it has, though. I think people have started to. Anna Richardson has actually brought out a really good programme. It's really worth watching, actually. It's on Channel 4, because she did Naked Attraction. Yeah. And she's brought out a new one. And I think it is called Naked Education, I think it's called. Right. And she, basically, each week, there'll be a different group of people. So it might be um, transgender individuals. It might be older people could be all different things and they kind of a group of adults they're all adults in a mm-hmm. sense so a group of adults come and talk to a group of teens and stand in front of them naked which is like a oh, super intimidating God, thing I to do I actually wouldn't be very good in that situation but it, they can ask any questions they want they explain about themselves and each week they pick somebody based on the, the certain group of people they're talking about that week they'll have another person who is feeling I don't know like last week I think she was an older lady who was really insecure about her body for X, Y, and Z reasons. And she goes with a group of like, body positive people, whether they're influencers or work in the industry or whatever. Just like sort of the opposite to her. Yeah, and they they basically kind of like confidence build her to a point where they all get naked together and like jump in a river or do a photo shoot. Or, like, oh, that's really cute. And actually, you realise that it's awkward to talk about and it would be awkward. I remember being 15 and I would have felt really awkward if someone was stood in front of me naked. Shouldn't have to be really awkward if you have an education. Like, in, for that, obviously, it's just a random thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Please. But, like, in that sense, actually having these open conversations, number one, you realise that teenagers have a hell of a lot to say and know a lot more than we do sometimes. But then don't you just think, like, there's so much that, that people don't know? No. And they're showing women who have had, um, like, mastectomies or surgeries because they've had hysterectomies or anything like this. Mm. Like, they're showing difference in people like that, real life yeah and we know mm. these things are happening but number one there's a curiosity because you want to see what someone who's gone through that potentially looks like naked mm-hmm. there is that curiosity but also the education of well how did they get there how do they feel about their body they shouldn't need to feel embarrassed and like i don't remember do you know like 
checking your boobs. Yeah. I don't remember that being a big thing. I don't remember ever being taught how to do that at school. I remember being I remember being taught late well, really, the older, really late though, like mm. seventeen. Yeah. That's wild. Because something came out. Oh, it was the Copperfield. Copperfield. Yeah. And, every, oh, and I remember us all talking about like flat palm and roll your hand. But like. And up to your armpit and all of these things. But we didn't know about it before. No idea. Nothing. We're not really educated on what our bodies should or might look like. Or yeah. Do. But like I feel like for women, there's. I, I'm sure there is for men too, but mm. I don't know a lot about it, obviously. But for women, there's so many things, especially like in those few years, like mm. that middle period. There's so many things that you can do without permission mm-hmm. that you can do on your own with your GP and stuff. Yeah. And I think, like, it's quite scary that, like, we can make the decision alone to say, like, go on a hormonal intervention mm-hmm. of some sort, like contraception or whatever. But we weren't taught how to, like, do our own breast examination. and to, no. Like, most of us have been on a contraceptive pill for a couple of years at least, before yeah. we were taught how to do like a breast examination. Yeah. Isn't that I odd? Was, I, was, I was put on contraception before I even understood really what sex was. Man, and that's crazy. Isn't it? And like... I wonder if that's still that the case. That was 15 years ago. But... Be interesting to find out. Yeah, but actually, this I didn't know my body. I didn't understand what was going on with my body. And like, 100% a, con- a conversation for another pod, definitely. Mm. But... Yeah, you're right. Like there isn't the education side of things is really lack. But is it a, is it for because we're embarrassed? Obviously, there's boundaries to age and things like that, and it can. But be do you know what? Permission. Do you know what I wonder as well? Sometimes mm-hmm. the people teaching us probably don't know. No, we say this a lot. Like we're 26 now, mm. and we're very lucky to have the group of girls that we have. But we're learning that we've only just in the past what four or five years been able to openly talk oh, about yeah, sex about our bodies about things that are happening and, and i would even say four or five years understand. could potentially be generous yeah it could be on yeah. some things and that we're all learning stuff about each other and we're like oh that happened to you oh my god that happened to me mm. or like that's normal I, I thought i was bizarre for like the past however many years like all of this stuff your phone's just died <laughs> all of this stuff and actually you realize at the end of it we're all quite normal yeah and actually, if we'd have learned that at 15, oh, wouldn't it have just been a lot oh, easier? Oh, would have changed my life. <laughs> Literally <laughs> really changed my life. It really would. Right, should we have a cup of tea? Yes, please. Thank you, Jake, my love. Thank you, Jake. We are back. <laughs> so much has happened in this break. It's a lot. Megan made a reel. I had say? a wee. Megan made a tea. We chatted a little bit. Yeah. Here we are. I can't remember what about though. And we're doing this on a hump day. We're doing this on a hump day. We're ahead of the game. We're ahead of schedule. For us. For us. For us. Maybe that very... should be our goal. Organisation. I know. On the ball. I just feel like naturally we're not like that. This is the hard thing, right? So a lot of people are just, I feel like, I did see something, I did see someone say like, how are you so, this person was getting a lot of comments going like, how are you so motivated? Mm. And she was like, I'm not motivated, I'm just disciplined. Yeah. And I think that's the... Key. That's the key to success. That's the key. But I am not. And this is where I'm struggling. I can be. 
if I'm really passionate about something, which I am passionate about the pod, I love the pod. Well, but it's so it hard. But it's so hard when like, and we're disciplined in terms of fact like, we always get it out on time. It's always scheduled. We always make sure we do it. That's our discipline. But our discipline needs to come before that, which is like okay two weeks in advance let's record and like there's a lot of things that like that's a good idea let's do that and we don't do it yes we're great talkers we do the pod mm-hmm. but unfortunately I think unless you're literally like a nepo baby yeah there's more to it than just doing it yeah. like you have to put the work in behind it yes and like it's much easier to just record and post mm-hmm. which is still quite a lot of work it's a lot but of work I think and the discipline that we've had for the past year because it has been a year now <laughs> The discipline for the past year has been that we record every week yeah. when, we're, when we're doing a season. But like now that that's second nature, maybe this is where you implement like your... We're habit stacking. We're habit stacking. We're taking it back Did to the early days. Did we ever talk about the type of habit stacking that I told you about? I don't know. We might all. We might all. Give kind, a brief synopsis. You know this girl, I mean, she might just be the only girl that's doing it, but she's kind of rocking it. Mm-hmm. She habit stacks in the way whereby like she uses her time that is already committed to something Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a must and a want right so like she must load the dishwasher yeah so that's going to take half an hour so she stick a podcast on right that she would like that can improve her life in some way oh so So it makes a mundane thing almost beneficial like for me i get the train regardless Mm -hmm. so it's like what am i going to do on that journey that is something that I want to do anyway. Utilising your time. So, like, but it might just be scrolling on my phone. Right. But it means that I, let, say if it's scrolling on TikTok for my hour commute, mm-hmm. in theory, this is not the truth, in theory, that hour mm-hmm. would be me at home when I could be doing something else. Yeah. Not scrolling on TikTok, because I've kind of ticked that, ticked that box. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to, like, one girl said that she always calls her mum. Right. Like, every day she'll call her mum. Mm-hmm. So, when she does her phone calls her mum, she'll go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, ticks and boxes of getting her steps in, but she gets to call her mum, which she's going to do regardless. Yes. So, it's about, like, being efficient. It is very in, efficient. In a way. That's what I need to get better at, efficiency. Yeah, like, less procrastination. Oh, terrible. We're all bark and no bite. We're like, this is a good mm-hmm. idea, that's a good idea. Let's do that. I think part of it is, like, you just don't get around to it. But I think part of it is also maybe... I wouldn't say fear of failure. Oh, episode one. Um, I wouldn't (laughs) say fear of failure. Mm -hmm. But I would say, like, we struggle more to do the bolder things. For sure. Like, there's something that stops us from doing that. Yeah. But, like, is that embarrassment? I think partly, yeah. Do you not think we've already done the embarrassing bit? 100%. But then I think because we did the embarrassing bit, we're now a year into being embarrassing. It's adding that next bit. And also... It's like embarrassing yourself for a second time. Yeah, also You've probably, already told everyone that you've got a podcast. Like that, yeah. That's already in out in the open. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Also maybe step. like a little bit of laziness on our part sometimes. And yeah. not laziness because we don't want to. Laziness for all of the things that you just said. We work... We have a social life. We have families. But like, like is that excuses? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But trying to factor in so many things into life, whereas other people don't have to do that. And other people have to do more than that. And they manage to fit in like, they utilize every minute of their 24 hours, mm-hmm. which I also really admire. It's hard. I don't do that. No, I don't. And, and there are days that I do. And there are days that I, I'm like, 
wham bam do everything and at the end of the day i'm like i'm knackered i've achieved everything on my to-do list and i feel fantastic and then there are days where i do completely nothing but you couldn't do that every single day i'm sure people no. do but like i don't want to be like that every single it's day. unrealistic expectations sometimes but then it's also making things like we said this before like making the optional necessity mm. and that's i think what we need to do and it's i yeah. think it's important to like call ourselves out on this kind of stuff too oh yeah and yeah, the yeah. is the perfect place to Can't to utilize that can't pretend that we've been doing everything 100% this whole time no but it's like I always like if I'm like oh I'm tired yeah whoever my parents or whatever yeah will be like oh but you're still gonna go out and see your friends yes I am because if I don't Mm -hmm. all I've done that day is work yeah I can't stand that thought like as much as I love working I don't want it to be the Monday to Friday the only thing I do in the day. And you know those people that on on the times mm-hmm. that are doing that whole trend of like it's either like my five till nine before my <laughs> nine to five or my I'm seeing so much of it. Or my five till nine after mm. my nine to five. Fair. Mm-hmm. And like they're holding themselves accountable, they're getting out and they're doing different things. Mm-hmm. Most days I have a five till nine well, I finish at half five, but it doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm-hmm. Most days I've got a six till nine or six till ten after work. Yeah. I would say there's like one or two days a week where I don't yeah. do something after work. Yeah. We, Even we if do. it's just hang out. Yeah. But genuinely, it's almost like we are made to feel bad for those things. The fun stuff. And actually, and if you go it's to work so and essential. Like, if you go to work and you're like, I'm tired. It's like, what did you do last night? Yeah. I lived my life. Uh, yeah. I exchanged a convo with my yeah. friends. Yeah. Like, I didn't do anything reckless. No. Most of the time. And it's so important. And it's like, and for some people that work later, they have their like, like one girl I saw in the Times today, she's got a four to, four to, four. Wow. Wow. She's got a stuff up. <laughs> a 4am to 8am routine. Okay. She's a, she's a, I think she's a teacher. Is she a teacher? I'm sure she's a teacher. But her routine is like incredible. My issue is can't get out of bed. So like uh, my oh, alarm will go off at 5am tomorrow. I'm not getting out of bed till quarter to yeah, six. Yeah, I was vile this morning. But I have been and I've done this for the past two weeks now. So two days a week, I have to travel for work and I have to wake up at 5am. I don't have to wake up at 5am because it's I've so been waking up at 5am. I don't I roll. <laughs> I don't Everyone's have normal the rest of my work does not require me to have a long commute. Yeah. And the other day that I do have to do a long commute is for my studies and that's a little bit later so I don't have to wake up as quite as early. And also I don't know there's something about that my weeks are really not disjointed. That not that it's voluntary but like you signed up for that like that's your thing. Sure. You're like I feel like that's not a means to an end like oh, I've got to go to work to make money. No. That's like a You'd made that choice and that you're quite dedicated. Yeah, like I made a career change and that requires me, yeah, that requires me to, to travel for that study. I feel like your attitudes towards the two would probably be quite different. Definitely. And I also think my personality towards the two are very different, which I was oh, thinking well, like about you, the other you day. You play two characters. Yeah, 100%. Love. And I actually, Riveting. we will do an episode on this because it's been something I've been thinking about a lot recently and I would love to get What, how you act in different scenarios? Yeah, <sighs> and I'm really noticing it. And it's also potentially because of. I'm studying to be a counsellor, no, so I analyse a lot I of stuff. I think you're right. But it's really interesting, I'm that. noticing. I'm really noticing. Because because my week is so different to a lot of people's, in terms of my week consists of, I work a couple of different jobs, and I'm studying. And then I have 
a certain freer like some of my days might finish my work may finish by one in the afternoon mm. so but then other days I'm not getting home till seven o'clock that night yeah. and sometimes I'm not finished until like, midnight like, college or I'm studying and yeah then you'll go and do work in the evening and I'm writing yeah. crazy essays and doing all of this stuff so my weeks are really I, I have to play very You're different like roles hundred percent mm. and sometimes I'm required to be a certain type of person in my roles that's, that's but it's so, so interesting so would you say you're inauthentic I don't think no I don't think I am because I think it would be inauthentic to believe that I am just one person I think a personality is derived of multiple different people and like I think most people have like a work character for sure and I like, think I would never act up at work the way I act up around you guys no not at all because that's an outlet for us and but if like, we weren't to do that the fatigue you would feel from trying to mask who you are all the time would yeah. be really really knackering but a really simple way of like explaining it is the person like for us as women I guess the person that you are with your boyfriend is very different to the person that you would be with your parents. Oh my god, hundred. Yeah, like the character you play in those. Neither is inauthentic. It's like that it's whole two different thing, parts of your personality. Like things, that if you were on your own, mm-hmm. I am guilty. Mm-hmm. Things that I would do on my own without even thinking. Mm-hmm. But then with a boyfriend, you're like, oh, can you? Yeah, hundred percent. Could you lift this up? I can't reach like, that cupboard. My whole job is like moving things around. Yeah, like lifting. I lift things that like. I lift heavier things than what I would lift in an actual gym, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Like, I'll pick up the four kilogram dumbbell at yeah. the gym, but then I'll be, like, moving crates around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, the chaos. The chaos. The chaos of recording again. I know, you're okay. I'm okay. You're Megan okay. had a quick choke, <laughs> and now we're back again. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all part of the pod. It's all part of It's all part of getting back into it. For the plot. For the plot, it's not that serious, Megs. Anyway, I think that convo warrants a whole episode of its own. It absolutely know? does, yeah, for sure. Which is good. Now we've noted. Stay tuned for another episode on that. Do you have multiple personalities? I think we do. I really do. But I, I hope th- I shan't conclude now. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I think if you can just be one person your whole your whole life, that's really quite stressful. But maybe what's that's... that bit in Bridesmaids where she's like, "If we're growing, we're changing, but we're staying the same." <laughs> Nope, I think we're growing. And if we're growing, then we're changing. <laughs> Whilst also remaining the same. That actually, I sounded so similar to both those characters. I've never... That was incredible. That for many years. Papa Varan Esquire. <laughs> and La Soul Forged Latter. I don't know if that's Spanish. And if it is, I'm really sorry that I've just butchered that. <laughs> I hope it wasn't Spanish in the film it either. Is. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to Kate. We're back. We are back. It feels good to be back, though. Good to be back. It's very We're not cathartic. going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. It's half ten on a Wednesday night. We both have to get up early tomorrow. Okay. We're tired. We got this. We got this. I look like I'm about to do Tai Chi on the top of you the mountain. You do look like you're about to do Tai Chi. I, but the problem is, I've worn this more than once for the pod. <laughs> Maybe it's like... just It's the, so comfortable. It's the pod outfit. Like, you won't see this outfit, so I'll explain it to you. I'm wearing <laughs> black jersey, wide leg, tr- palazzo trouser pants. And I'm wearing a short black jersey robe. <laughs> and I look Bro. like, if you've ever watched Calendar Girls, at the end of that level doing Tai Chi on the top of a mountain, that's exactly how I look. <laughs> exactly how I look. You look good. I, You're rocking you. it. You're rocking it. Thank you. And I really want to become, it's my last point. Is it? Yeah. 
You'll be happy to know. Thank God. <laughs> I want to become one of those girls. So I have my hair like it right now. I've got my hair like twiddled up in a clip. It reminds me of Rachel Green from Friends Hair. Yeah, love. I don't think I can pull it off. You can pull it off. I can't. And I've had curtain bangs before, but they make my face look a bit chubby. And now They're I've grown so them annoying. out. They are annoying. But now I've grown them out. They're too long. So then I tuck them behind my ears and they poke out. Yeah, mine are doing I'm, that. I'm in that phase. What do I do with my hair now? I think I'm growing it out, but I also don't know if I am. I think you're just in an awkward phase. You just have to get through it. I can't. You can. You can do this. As if 2023 wasn't enough already. I know, isn't it, Justin? It's only May. Oh, I'm over it. 2024. Right. Anyway, we won't be pessimistic at the end. <laughs> Any nuggets of wisdom for them before we leave? Have you got a p- motivational quote? No. No. Don't be hungover this year. That's all I can say. Nice. Nice. Don't be hungover this year, kids. I wonder if I'll be saying the same on Sunday. No, you definitely won't. I will. Well, we'll find out next week. <laughs> thank you for joining us all. And it, do you know what? If you're still here after a year, thanks a lot for sticking around with yeah, us. Yeah, we got so many listeners on our last one. We did. And do you know what we Nothing promised? Nothing to do with us. It was everything to do with us. <laughs> and we promise. Good things coming. Good things. We don't know how. 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 We don't know why. We don't know when. But they're coming. But they're coming. Why? Because we're consistent. Top 1%. <laughs> Love you all. See you next week. Over and out, my little, my tiny friend. I nearly got it wrong. Goodbye. So long. No. Farewell. No. I'm Vida saying goodbye. Goodbye. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you I off. I edit so you can't. <laughs> <laughs>